A lot of times it's not happening fast enough for people. They're comparing themselves to the people around them. So it's just about focusing on yourself for a minute. Thinking like, where do my strengths lie? How can I turn this into more and help me eliminate some additional barriers? Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of The General Art of Crushing It. My name is Nathan with Undoor Properties, and today I'm super excited to be here with Pete Costanzo, who's calling in from, uh, hopefully I pronounced that right, but uh, Pete, you're calling in from Cleveland. How are you doing, Pete? Welcome. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, you nailed the last name. It's like uh, only like half a percent of people that I've engaged with get it right. They think I'm related to um, George Costanza from Seinfeld, so, but it's not that. That'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, halfway famous halfway famous maybe you're completely famous we'll see that's what we're <laughs> going to be talking about today uh so why don't we kick this off pete um tell us a little bit about yourself kind of your background what you do in life where you're at um and then we'll jump into you know success and success mindset yeah wow well there's uh yeah there's a lot to cover there um yeah a cleveland boy diehard browns fan i've been in cleveland my whole life um have a um a background in the defense industry before uh switching over into real estate um and now uh mostly my time is spent in the real estate space and being a father those are like the two the two big things um that consume a majority of my time and both of them are excellent right especially the dad part hopefully not in that order right i hope the the father no, piece comes first and then the real estate always always um and um yeah everybody at doorward is very understanding about that and um they they live vicariously through my fatherly experiences (laughs) yeah of course yeah i can relate as a father myself right and i always catch myself when i talk about all the things i do and i don't list the you know the wife and the kids first and then everything else (laughs) right awesome hey um pete what's your favorite um success story that you like to share with people about your life and your background that's that's a good question and um maybe it's not even humble to say that i'm humble but i i really i i don't spend a lot of time thinking about that but i think like quickly racking my brain the one that means a lot to me is the fact that i had spent like a decade in the defense industry um and dan was um building doorward um more or less with me kind of engaged like in little bits, just trying to help a friend. Um, and then one day I got a, a postcard from him in the mail asking me to to come on full time and in a pretty cr- critical role. Right. And I mean, that's a lot to ask. Um, but in the way of success, like he he felt that he trusted me enough um, and that I had enough professional experience to bring a lot of value into the building of Doorward. So that was that was huge for me. That felt like a, a huge success to have a longtime friend of like 15 years reach out to you and put that large responsibility on your on your shoulders. That's I mean, for me, like that's a pretty defining moment because um, that doesn't it's it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. 
Yep, absolutely. And I want to want to make sure we kind of spend some time towards the end here or, you know, as part of this conversation to talk about DoorWord. But uh, before we get there later in the show here, just, you know, what's the, the short version of what DoorWord is for those who might not know, just so that when we talk about it until we get to the longer section, right, about DoorWord, people actually know what we're talking about. Sure. Um, so, yeah, quickly, DoorWord is a, <clears throat> a protected social network specifically designed for real estate. That's that's the shorthand version of it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for that, Pete. Um, again, you know, like I mentioned, we'll talk about DoorWord in a bit. Um, before we we uh, uh, you know get into that, right? I'm curious what you think um, Dan saw in you, like to to kind of reach out to you like this for such a critical role. And that role, right? If I'm not mistaken, is COO of DoorWord. That's right. Awesome. And what do you think he? Why do you think he reached out to you? Well, he knew me for a long time, and so he understood my personality really well. He knew what my work ethic was. There's a lot of things that, that he was able to see through like the course of our friendship. I mean, we played rugby together for the better part of a decade, and so not a... Um, not an easy sport to undertake and just like watching, you know, my trajectory through that and putting myself through some torturous moments, you know, that coupled with, you know, we took a lot of engineering coursework together where the going got really tough and, and you got to double down <laughs> to survive the semester. So firsthand, he saw a lot of like how I would deal with those challenges and that adversity and that probably increased his his confidence level to say, okay, I can... I can task Pete with this and like, he's going to be able to get it done. So I hate to put words in his mouth and he's the only one that knows what he saw, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe something along those lines. That's awesome. And, um, well, first of all, thank you for kind of sharing this, you know, success story, or at least in your mind, right? What you've considered a, a great success here, joining, um, this awesome company DoorWord as a, you know, very, in a very critical role. Um, I'm curious if for you over time, you know, from, you know, maybe when, you know, playing rugby or your job um, in the defense space to now your current role at DoorWord to maybe being a father, right? Maybe all of the above, I'm not sure, but how how the definition of success has changed for you over time? If success still means the same thing for you today than it did a few years ago, or if that's changed, and if so, how? That is funny because I have recently been thinking about that a lot. I'm at a, a very, you know, the, the last period of my life is very dynamic going from being you know single to married to married with kids like there's a lot of change that happens there and your your wants and your needs change with that and so I was just thinking about like how much that has changed and like the things that I wanted when I was when I was 22 trying to get out of college and and like really make an impact in the workforce are so vastly different now, especially with fatherhood entering the mix. It's it's like a one eight. It does a one eighty, you know. And, and you know this, like the stuff that I wanted at twenty two is at the bottom of the list now, because I derive more joy, and I feel more success and motivation from, you know, s seeing my son like figure out the littlest thing, right? Like to somebody that's an adult is like okay. They might look at it and say whatever, but you're like, oh man, he's he's growing, he's learning, and so for me, that's like, that's a it's a huge motivator to be involved in that process with him is is wild. Yeah, and I'm curious because yeah, I mean, 
I couldn't relate more about like the the parenthood and and fatherhood piece that you mentioned here, right? You know, as as you and I talked about before we hit record here, I got two little ones of my own, and mm-hmm. um, sometimes I find myself struggling to you know keep the you know the family, wife, and kids a priority and deal with all the other things that we do in life. And I've been through you know startups myself. I'm curious what your secret sauce is for kind of managing being a full-time parent, full-time husband, and, you know, playing this very critical role, um, you know, as CEO of DoorWord. (laughs) The secret sauce. I don't know if it's truly a secret, but one of the things that I find most helpful, and and, and this is like a constant, I'm constantly trying to improve upon this, but it's the harmonization of, it's not really a balance. I try to achieve harmony with like my real life and my work life. Um, some of the, and, and to get specifics, some of the things that I'll do, if I have low hanging fruit tasks that I need to, to do for work, uh, maybe it's not a meeting, maybe it's like an email, uh, like I'm doing inbox cleanup and, and doing some follow-ups. I'll, you know, sit with my son and read through the emails with him and then type out some replies just so that like he can be a part of it. He can be included. He's there with me. It's not like, Oh, go, go over here and play. And I, and I understand like for a lot of people that might be, might be hard to do, but if you can find those little things where you can include them and they can grow with you, they'll be able to better understand as they grow up, you know, with the kids, they'll be able to better understand what you do for work. And then you guys can have some higher level conversations about it it's a good learning opportunity for them as well and and the same thing like I love to use my my wife as a sounding board because she just thinks differently than I do and she she has great ideas and so it's 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 about the inclusiveness and making it it makes it feel like it's it's not work when like it's a family affair and you can there's ways to do it where it doesn't have to overwhelm the the family life but that's that's where I am constantly looking to approve upon that. Like it shouldn't be all of our conversations, but when there's opportunities for it, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that take, I guess, or that point of view about of uh, and the comment you made about harmony and not necessarily looking to you know uh, I can't remember the words you were using, but it's not necessarily like trade offs or trying to um, um, you know, balance one over the other, but it's like to harmonize both. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and just if I shift gears here a little bit, Pete, um, is there like an incredibly difficult, like experience or story that you've been through in life that you don't mind sharing, uh, you know, with our audience and, uh, you know, from there, I'm particularly curious to hear about kind of how you, what mindset you had and how you got out of that that experience and what you learned from it. I, I, going back to the, the startup journey to talk a little bit more about that. It was a weird, um, weird experience. Um, but it was definitely where it was like the challenges just converged because at the time that I started full time at Doorward, it was almost exactly lined up with the, the, the time when I started fatherhood the first time like not not on kid number one not like later on and so um going from going from like corporate america um and being part of a larger organization that has some more defined structure 
and policies and procedures and then taking that knowledge, trying to translate it into the startup space and figure out how to be, continue to be a better husband and figure out how to be a good father. Wow. Like that was, it was super overwhelming in the beginning, like super overwhelming, a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration. You're just trying to figure out <laughs> like where to put your foot next. Um, while blindfolded, it felt like, like a lot of, a lot of challenges, so many new things, like my head was spinning. And how'd you deal with it? Just like from a, like a mindset perspective? From the mindset perspective, I mean, it was more along the lines of, um, I guess, and it sounds bad to say, but you, you kind of resort to like more or less of a survival mode, um, for, for yourself so that like everybody that you're that you're trying to help can like get the best out of you and uh i i just uh the discipline and resilience um like huge especially the discipline right the <laughs> discipline being you know when you don't want to do something but you can execute on doing that thing anyways like it it got me really far cuz there was a lot of lot of things that i'm like man, I just, I don't really have like the motivation to do this, but you're like, you, you fall back onto your discipline and the structure and the schedule. So that was, that was big for me. And it's just keeping, keeping the family and the business in mind. Um, like everything that I'm doing is going to benefit a group of people larger than just myself. Like you have, I have to keep that in the the, the front part of my brain because that helps me to like keep pushing forward even if it's like you're running on fumes you know your son doesn't doesn't know that you probably don't want to tell your wife that doesn't care right so um just keeping others in the front of your mind like okay like the work that i'm gonna do even if it's gritty and i don't want to do it it's gonna benefit somebody else yeah awesome and if you could go back in time to, to whenever, when you're playing rugby, younger, I don't know. Um, what would you do differently if you could to kind of fast track your, your success or, 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 you know, being where you are today, right, I guess. Would you do anything differently? What would that be? That's an excellent and very philosophical question. I've come to learn, though, that I wouldn't have done anything differently and I wouldn't have tried to fast track it. Because hindsight being twenty twenty, like the journey has just been immaculate, and I wouldn't have gone through the growth that I needed to go through with these different challenges at different points in time if I would have like taken that shortcut or fast tracked it or tra and hopped in the time machine and done something different. So I, I don't know that I really would have changed like a big thing. I mean, there would have been like little moments where it would have been like, okay, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time on this or like not, not worried about this thing so much. Cause it like ended up being okay. I guess that, that would be the big thing is like, I would just tell myself like, Hey, like just keep going, but don't like, don't be such a worry wart. Like it's all going to work out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. And, and like you put it right, the journey being so immaculate, right? I mean, just, I think having that that, um, I guess awareness maybe, or that, you know, ability to kind of step back and realize that is in my mind, at least, you know, so, so important, right. It's not necessarily about the destination, right. But it's, you know, maybe even more so about the journey and being able to, to recognize and realize that is 
pretty pretty strong in my opinion. I agree. I agree totally. Um, and it's hard to do that um, when you're in the moment. And I think you get better at being able to step back just with time, right? And time, the wisdom and experience that comes with that. And if it was about the destination, it's just like, well, we should just hop in the casket now, right? I mean, we got to go through life. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not interested in that destination just yet. But yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> what uh, um, what would you say your, your um, secret weapon is? You know, I mean, in the sense that, you know, I'm sure you've encountered... Or sorry, let me step back. I mean, you've done a lot of things. You've changed, you know, from, you know, having a full-time job, corporate America, you know, probably a relatively secure position, working on important things, right, for the nation and whatnot, to then, you know, while you were becoming a father, sounds like, you know, relatively new, you know, spouse and husband, um, you, you got on this, you know, crazy startup journey, right, uh, where you frankly can't predict you know what the outcome is going to be all of this is happening at the same time and you've got to be pretty strong to be able to go through that i would imagine right and in in this journey of yours right i imagine you must encounter and meet people that are maybe of the i don't know glass half empty type right where it's like mm -hmm. um i can't do what you do pete because i was dealt this you know hand of cards or I, things aren't sta you know or things are stacked against me right i just it won't work for me but good for you pete right when mm -hmm. you encounter you know situations or people like this you know what's your what's your secret weapon right what do you what do you tell people to kind of help them get out of this funk maybe and go from glass half empty to glass half full it's interesting um because it's it's sometimes very simple it's it's about doing a roll call it's about doing doing a head count and perspective is everything so when they get into this, and it's a vortex, it will it will suck you down that negative, um, that negative mindset, that negative processing mindset, because you're you're doing, you're doing a roll call on all the things that maybe you want to do, but something is preventing you from, from doing that, that thing, um, and so you have it, you have to just flip the hourglass over, and think about okay, well, what are all the things that I have going for me. It's really, really hard to do, but you have to be able to protect some time and do that exercise. Doing it in your head always doesn't always work because you can get lost in your thoughts, but like writing these things down on paper can be huge. And it's, it's hard because yeah, you, you want to, you want to have legitimate reasons as to why you, you can't move your life forward in the way that you want. And a lot of, I think a lot of times it comes down to the time factor. It just, it's not happening fast enough for people. And they're, they're comparing themselves to the people around them because they're, they're on LinkedIn or they're on other social media sites and they're seeing, you know, people advance their careers and it's hard to do, right? Cause there's a lot of distractions. So it's just about focusing on yourself for a minute. And it's not, and not in a selfish way, but thinking like, where am I, where do my strengths lie? What do I have going for me? How can I turn this into more and help me eliminate some additional barriers. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's, it, it's not, it's, it's a lot easier said than done, but you have to be willing to protect the time and do the work necessary to think about these things because everybody has challenges. Everybody. I mean, we just talked about the difference in, you know, I have, I have my family here in like a two mile radius to help with like 
you know, last minute, urgent or planned uh, childcare needs. And you were just telling me like, you know, <laughs> your family's in another country. And I'm just like, well, they're, they're probably not babysitting on a weekly basis. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so, um, there's all kinds of challenges for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's just how you how you deal with them, how you look at them and navigate them is the the game changer. Yeah, and I think you touched on something that I feel is you know often underrated in today's kind of microwave society, which is just you know taking the time to think, right? To you know look at your situation, think about your situation, mm -hmm. and just you know process things because I feel like way too often you know people tend to just you know operate under the assumption that things happen, work gets done, you know, uh, I, I will automatically understand how this thing works or what I must do to complete this task or whatever, when oftentimes you just need to stop, pause and think, right? Just take some time to think. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we live in a, in a world where, like you said, people don't do that, uh, very often. Um, and this is, this is a, I, I, this is a skill I think that I honed when I was in my previous role, because there was a lot of high pressure and like high speed moments where, you know, there were, you know, um, there were, you know, soldiers downrange, lives were at stake, we had to get helmets into another country, and you have to make like critical decisions with limited information. And sometimes things would go wrong. And they wouldn't be your fault, but you have to think about, you know, okay, was I able to control that? Was it preventable? Could I have done something differently? Um, but yeah, being able to like step back, even if it's a, just a small moment, and assess things um, and their and their impact and their consequences is huge. But we just, I mean, we just live live run and gun now in twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, so, so as we talked about, Pete, right? Um, our a lot of our audience here, sorry, is into real estate, right? And you are too, obviously, through Doorward. Why don't we shift gears a little bit here and talk about Doorward? Can you uh, tell us a bit more? What is Doorward? What uh, what does it do? Who should use it? Who shouldn't use it? I'd love to hear more. Yeah. So Doorward is a protected social network that's designed specifically for real estate. One of the the big things that we've seen, especially over the last year, for sure, um, is that the the social networks, the social media platforms out there, they they're not tailored to serve real estate. You can use them to network and and uh, you know transact with people in some capacity, but they're not really designed for it. And you have to navigate a lot of spam and potential scams. Um, and so what we're trying to do is take the best productivity that's happening on those platforms and move it into a space that's designed for real estate. And when I say that, I mean um, the tools and the functionality and the features of this platform have uh, real estate transactions in mind. Um, our platform really is helpful to beginners and when we say beginners, we mean people that are already started and trying to scale or the people that have been doing the research and getting educated on how they can uh, jump into the real estate game, but they need to build their network, find a mentor. Um, so we're really geared towards that uh, demographic, that audience. We want to we wanna help those people find their version of the American dream. And 
I'm cute. Maybe this is the obvious question, right? Um, and I'm not, you know, meaning to to stir anything here with this question, but isn't that what bigger pockets <laughs> is? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so bigger pockets, definitely. And let's, yeah, let's not stir anything up or or get ourselves canceled here because bigger pockets does add a lot of value to the the real estate community. Um, and they, they do it in more of a forum style capacity. And, um, you could, you could definitely go in there and search for information and get connected to people for sure. Um, I guess the big difference for us is that we want to, um, not do it in a forum style capacity, but a more familiar social media, multimedia type of way where, um, it's, uh, maybe a little bit more bingeable and in the way of like consuming the content, right? Because we don't want people to keep doom scrolling. Um, we want them to focus on micro learning. And so that's the design kind of of the feed is like they should be able to scroll through and find topics and discussions and articles and podcasts that will benefit them in their real estate education. Bigger Pockets uh, doesn't truly have their tools integrated into um, their platform. And so we're trying to take those basic um, real estate investment tools and keep them right there so that you don't have to leave the social networking piece. You can get connected to somebody that's ready to transact and then you can transact with them right there in the platform. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously I it was trying to tease a bit here with that question. Right. But I use both platforms. So I know, um, I I know both of them, right? I'm in bigger pockets, and I use DoorWord as well. And I mean, I think one of the they're complementary, I guess, in certain aspects. But one of the things that I find uh, particularly uh, hard to navigate, let's say, especially if you're a beginner, is when you go into bigger pockets, it's hard to get um, um, like to trust that you are getting the right information from the right person so for example you go in and you ask your question as a newbie or whatever and you post something in there you know it's two million users or whatever it is on that on their platform right so you're quick to get you know dozens if not more answers to your question and just like everything in real estate where you can get started everything's confusing and complicated but you get 20 different versions of the answer and you just don't know what to do with it whereas in doorward you can go to the the expert uh, or the, the like the the yeah the expert of a particular niche and ask the same you know question or look for the same kind of type of information in a more uh maybe reliable manner right and i'm not saying this to say that you know answers that you get on bigger pockets are not accurate it's just you don't know how to navigate them when you don't really know what you're doing in the beginning and i think that's what doorward does much better in my opinion and I'm probably going to get canceled now for saying all this about bigger pockets, but it is what it is. Well, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, that's, I mean, that's what we're working to do. And I, uh, you know, we want to help serve the beginner and, um, we're trying to be innovative in the ways that we do that. And we're trying to listen to the experiences that people have had on bigger pockets, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, you know, on Instagram, because they're using all these tools, um, like you said, to try to learn, but it's a, it's an ocean of information. And, you know, you don't know who's being sarcastic or who's trying to scam you or lead you astray. It's really, it gives you a really sick feeling in 
your stomach because you want to ask for help, but then it kind of takes the wind out of your sails because you're like, I, I don't even know. I got five different answers. I, I still don't know what to do. So, you know, Dorwood wants to focus on helping facilitate that matchmaking process. You know, if you're a beginner, you want to find somebody that you can trust and that can help mentor you, maybe take you through your first deal, um, give you some advice on how to scale. That that stuff can be important. And, um, I mean, real estate is the most referral-based industry on the planet. It's got to be. Um, everybody's got a guy, right? So we want to leverage that because that trust is is huge it, it trust means speed in real estate yep 100 percent. so uh why don't we just jump right into it where can people uh get their hands on doorward so we have two two different ways that you can do that one of them is you know we have a we have a desktop site that they can access through our website um www.doorward.com imagine that right um otherwise if they're into the mobile experience we have the mobile app um on Apple, the uh, the App Store, and the Google Play Store. So they can download that, and there's a mobile experience as well, which is nice to keep in your pocket. Um, and then we also have our podcast, Doorward Thinking, um, that supplements the app in the way of, um, you know, the, the philosophical approach to, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit and mixing that in with real estate and what that means for people on their individual journeys. So they can check us out on... Um, everywhere that podcasts are hosted um <laughs> apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify the list goes on yeah awesome and then folks when uh those who are interested in uh getting their hands on doorward uh like i mentioned undoor and Undoor properties we are on doorward ourselves so come find us come find some extra goodies as well using promo code undoor um Pete, trying to you know be mindful of your time here and bringing this uh closer to a close here what is a book recommendation that you would have for our audience? Something that's helped you in your life, helped you find success um, that you think is worthwhile reading? The, oh, so based on what we talked about, navigating some challenges and changing the mindset, it would have to be Sovereignty, The Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men by Ryan Mickler. Excellent, excellent book. I have not read that one. I'll have to add it to my list. It's a very good read. It really gets you to do what we talked about before. Take that time to think and strategize and plan and and do a roll call and get that glass half full mindset. It it it's like magic. Um it's a must read. It's a must read for people that are going through challenging times in their life. Um it it helped me a lot. I've read it probably like four times. So don't be afraid to to get into it more than once. Awesome. And typically we like to ask our guests here on the show for like a tool or an app or a piece of software that they recommend. I mean, we just talked about Doorward, so I would uh, recommend going to doorward.com and checking that out. Is there anything else you want to plug here or another tool or app that you use or like to use that has helped you in your life? Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully we keep the Doorward plug. I'm trying to think if there's... Um... Another one. Oh, another good one. There's an app called Headway, and uh, it's a it's a great one. It's um, it's like the shorthand version of books, so you can listen to. It's like a uh, I'm I'm not sure how to really describe it in a concise way, um, but it gives you like a truncated version of 
books based on topics that you select and you can it's an audio version so you don't have to read the whole thing but if you like what you hear which may be like 20 minutes um you can then you know download that whole book or you know go on amazon and get the 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 paper copy um but that that one has been a nice um way to start the day awesome love it and last question here pete before i let you go how can our audience you know help you and connect with you if at all there's so many ways to make that happen. Let's see, I'm trying to think here. So connecting with me, I'm on all the the major, most of the, the major social media platforms. They can reach out to me. Uh, my email is peter at dorward.com if they have specific questions about the platform or if they just want to set up some time to chat about life's challenges, um, my inbox is open. Love it. Pete, well, with that note, Thanks for offering people reach out with all their uh, life problems. You're going to get flooded now. Uh, but thank you so much for your time today. It was awesome having you here and everyone go. Hey, I'll help somebody. Go get your hands on uh, Doorward. Uh, Pete, thank you so much for your time today and we'll talk soon. Sounds great, Nathan. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.